Hello and welcome to the Eternity Project podcast. My name's Esther Corrigan and I'll be your host along with my husband, Matt. Eternity Project is a UK-based Catholic ministry sharing the teaching of St John Paul II's Theology of the Body. We really believe that this teaching can change hearts, change lives, change families and even change society as a whole. Today we'll be moving on from original man to historical man, which means that from this point forward we will be focusing on humanity as it has been since the introduction of original sin. Um, so here we are, historical man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have moved on. We're no longer in the original man part of Phase theology of, of the body. body. Yep. Um, where, where John Paul there is obviously, as we've explored, he's talking about uh, mankind's original experiences. We're now looking at this historical man. Um, and this section really focuses in on mankind's experience of sin and what that what those experiences were and 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 how that plays out i suppose and what changed as well from that original perfection of of god's vision for humanity yeah definitely um and there's there's loads to go into within that which we're going to be exploring Uh, but john paul starts by reflecting on the sermon on the mount Uh, in particular we zoom in on Matthew five twenty seven to 28. Um, so this comes within the backdrop of the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, this is where Jesus is talking about lust. And he, as as Jesus tends to, um, he, he, he's going back to the Jewish law. And he says, you've heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so when we look at that passage and we look at the, the, the words that Jesus is using, the implications, John Paul says that there are both ethical and anthropological implications for this. What do we mean by that? So ethical, um, ethics are you know, about right and wrong. And so perhaps that much is obvious to us that you know, looking lustfully at someone, um, feeling lustfully towards someone, there are rights and wrongs um, about that. Um, maybe not so much rights, um, but, you know, that's not the point. Um, but also anthropological, um, this has meaning for uh, our humanity. So let's start with that ethical interpretation then. So uh, in section 24 or audience 24 of the Theology of the Body, John Paul des- describes this scripture as a sort of a revision of our understanding of the old law so what he means by this is you know think about all of the stories about the pharisees and people like that in the gospels who really thought that kind of duty was for duty's sake alone so what they cared most about was being seen to obey the law and making sure that everything that they did publicly and outwardly or visibly was in line with the law but what jesus is challenging us with here in this scripture is not just to think about the law as our actions, but to think about it internally as well. So mm-hmm. he's basically saying that duty shouldn't just be for duty's sake. It should be an expression of our conscience. Um, and so this is why it's that kind of revision of the understanding of the old law, because it's moving from 
being understood as an outward um, expression to being an inward and an outward expression simultaneously. The law is more than just what we do and what we're seen to do. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I suppose thinking about that as as Catholics as well, you know, seen as the the outward Christians were the ones, you know, with the with the, the the liturgy and the the outward expressions of our faith and that kind of thing. Clearly in this there's so much internal that's so important. And I think the main thing that we can take from it in terms of practical application is that we're all sinners when we when we put it in in that internal perspective we're all sinners it's not just the the people on the outside who've got the obvious sins that we mm. might see yeah it's the it's the it's the what's going on in the heart each one of us daily maybe probably i know me at least you know we, we sin in this way and so perhaps we're more guilty than we might like to admit and that might be for example maybe you don't join in with the uh the office gossip but maybe you think mean thoughts think unfair unpleasant thoughts about the person that you you know you don't like or has annoyed you and it's so easy isn't it to be like well i, d- I didn't get involved with that i i wasn't yeah. the one gossiping you know and, mm. and we maybe even actually think that we are superior just like the pharisees did mm. but actually if we've had those thoughts internally then we're no better than the people that have voiced them mm. or you know maybe maybe you've not openly objectified someone but maybe you know you subtly check them out as you're walking past or something like that. It's still it's still that attitude of the heart, isn't it? That is not in line with what we really should. And so we need to take these things. We need to take them to reconciliation. And we have to remember that we have a God who wants to forgive us, who loves us unconditionally. But we have to take those things that separate us from Him to the sacrament of mm. reconciliation. And so I really encourage you to think about that that new perspective of not just the outward obvious things, but the the inner things that can affect our heart and to your to your preparation for the sacrament. Yeah, yeah. And and John Paul says this himself actually, you know, the Sermon on the Mount is a response to somebody questioning Jesus. And John Paul is is very quick to say that in Jesus' response, he's talking directly to that questioner, to the man who's mm. right in front of him physically, but he's also talking to every other historical man mm. from that point onwards. Mm. So that includes us. You mm. know, we are post that point in history. We we have received Jesus' teaching on this, and yeah. we have a duty then um, in our hearts to yeah. to follow that guidance. And it's also interesting actually thinking about it. You know, when we go to mass, what do we say? What's the very some of the very first words that we say when we do the you know the confitio? It's it's not just in my actions. It's in my thoughts, in my thoughts and in my words. And in my words. Right. That's a really good point, actually. In what I've done and what I've failed to do. Yeah. You know, maybe in failing to do something, I've thought, oh, I could do the right thing yeah. here, but I can't. I, or I won't or, or whatever it's those inner inner thoughts that go on yeah that's our ethical interpretation let's have a little look at the the kind of anthropological side that john paul talks about as well so what he says is that adultery kind of as we know it is the breaking of the unity so where genesis has talked about marriage being two becoming one so that communion of persons physically adultery is breaking that unity or that communion by engaging kind of in that that joining together with somebody else Mm. but by jesus words being adultery in the heart he's implying to us that that idea of adultery or that breaking of the unity isn't just a physical thing it can't just happen in the body it can also happen in the soul as well 
So we can commit adultery physically, physically breaking the union. We can also commit adult uh, um, emotional adultery. Mm. So you, know, you think about like emotional affairs are, are just as damaging to marriage as physical affairs, mm. perhaps. And it's interesting that Jesus here doesn't actually specify that it has to be somebody else's wife. And he actually doesn't specify that the person he is responding to has a wife of his own. So when he talks about adultery in the heart, he's not just saying it's cheating with somebody else's wife. And he's not actually just saying it's cheating on your own wife. He's saying anything which goes against the union of two people through the covenant of marriage is adultery, is against the law or against Mm. the heart of God. And so in, in that sense, we can actually kind of expand this implication even further and say that it's not just adultery in terms of cheating within marriage that this applies to, but this whole premise of breaking a union in the soul also applies to premarital sex. So that is having sex with someone who isn't your wife. That's exactly the same idea mm. as we're looking at here. Because Jesus is saying really that our thoughts should match our actions. So therefore, when he says, you know, somebody who, or rather whoever looks at um, a woman so as to desire her mm. has already committed adultery with her in her heart. He's saying that that desire should only be there for somebody who this person is one flesh with. Yeah. We should only be allowing that internal desire for someone who we've also made that physical vow, that physical covenant of marriage. And and this is really key to why, you know, it, it's such a common question. And we will come on to this for, um, in more depth down the line, this idea of, of sex outside of marriage. But I think that this is a, actually a really significant scripture for it mm. because Jesus is directly telling us it's not just about what you do with your body. It's about what you do with your heart. And the two of those have to match up. Yeah. So desiring someone with your heart when you haven't made that physical commitment is not honoring them, is not recognizing the dignity of that person. Now, this hasn't been the, the, the most positive conversation i suppose just thinking about it has it it's been quite a you know what we're talking about sin we're talking about lust i mean this is what john paul does though isn't it he challenges us to think about the difficult things in life but also you know going back to what we were talking about before we we have to remember that in the context of all of this we're talking about a god who loves us i was just thinking about you know those words that the priest says in in reconciliation just that first phrase of 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 the prayer of absolution god the father of mercies has reconciled the world to himself. Um, God is a, is mercy itself. God is the Father of mercy, and so when we take our examined conscience, consider how we've sinned in the past month or the past mm. week or two, we can take that with trust and confidence, and you know, not diminishing our our sinfulness, but but with trust, with confidence and joy that we, we know we can be forgiven. We've got a God who wants to mm. forgive us. And also ultimately, you know, with that, we're actually thinking about holiness here. Yeah. And it's a God who wants us to be holy yeah. because by expanding our understanding of the law that he had given, he's teaching us how to inch by inch, step by step, get closer yeah. to that initial perfect reality of original man, which is what he wanted us to be in the first mm. place. And he still desires us mm. to regain that level of holiness. Mm. 
and by I suppose by exposing us to more things that you know in our conscience reminding us of things that could be sinful he's giving us the opportunity to repent of them and then become more holy in, in an area where we might not even yeah, be aware absolutely. of our own absolutely. faults and so in this episode then we want to give you the question to reflect on can i recognize times when my actions may not have been sinful but my heart my head my inner life may have been committing a a sin and then can i take that to the sacrament mm. to the edge Thank you so much for listening. I hope that has blessed you in some way. Make sure you head over to our website, eternityproject.co.uk, to get signed up to receive updates about new content that we'll be releasing. We have a load of blogs, spiritual reflections on theology of the body being released regularly, so go and check that out. Also, please give us a five-star rating and get subscribed on whatever podcast app you use. And please remember to share it with your friends and family. Until next time. <laughs>